Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. And I'm Eric. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Carry on. I'm Daniel. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian on a 30-second delay. (laughs) And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, March 23rd, and this is episode 47 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. Now, since I apparently can't remember what happened last week, Tinzian... The Dungeon Master is going to take it from here and catch everyone up. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. With the wonderful party's efforts to subdue Fluffy the Giant Spider in the town of Winterhaven, successful, uh, Thorn, who had managed to vault himself up with an extraordinary skill of athletics and acrobatics, uh, managed to get some slight degree of control over Fluffy and was able to move the spider in a limited fashion along the ground. However, it being Thorn, and Thorn being the source of calamity and much other things, uh, proceeded to attempt to show off for Xanatari and <laughs> the rest of the party by attempting to put the spider back up on the wall while he was saddled in. Now, either through a lack of riding skill, lack of restraints, or just, it's hey, it's Thorn, uh, he was partially thrown from the spider and became tagged up in the uh, harness and saddle, and was last seen first... Uh, going over the top of the roof uh, with the spider and then later off uh, over the town wall near the jail out towards the woods still dangling along and uh, generally being himself Mithrin who had a series of unfortunate events uh, has perhaps witnessed another unfortunate event as the in which contained his uh, walking stick has apparently just exploded or uh, some has some sort of spectacular light show happen of more pressing matter to the party however than an explosion and a possible circling flaming walking stick being shot into the air for all to that's very important it, it is important uh, is the fact that there is a small white box, roughly the size of three cigarette packs, put together a small, tiny robotic creation next to it, and the box appears to be uh, just partially opened from uh, as if it had a catch had released, and the top popped just a bit. Cesar is nearby looking like a very smug yet properly accomplished bomb technician in having designed the means to open and Xanatari is looking to probably punch something or uh, something along those lines. We now pick up with um, oh, let's go with Cesar. Yes. Well, you you have had a pop of the case. Uh, There appears to be no large-scale detonation, although distinctly the sound of pyrotechnics to your far uh, distant right uh, would probably um, be at least noticed. Alright. Cesar would turn and look to his far right and go, "Eh? What's that? You just kind of see at this point in time just sort of a, a, a waft of smoke as if someone has a good fire uh, going, perhaps they're you know getting a celebratory, warm cider uh, party ready <laughs> okay. for you at dawn. He's uh, Cesar at this point's already turning back to the task at hand. He's very focused on what he's trying to do, and so it popped open and nothing really happened. So I guess he's going to start approaching the box carefully, okay. keeping an an eye, an ear, a nose out for anything out of the ordinary. Okay. Uh, there is a faint but growing smell of iron as you approach the box. Uh, is there any sort of checks you wish to make as you head up towards? Um, 
Well, I could maybe do an Arcana check to see if it's maybe giving off a different kind of energy or something than it had been in the past before mm-hmm. it was opened. Go ahead. Okay, I will do that. I will roll my d20. 14 plus... Where are you? Skill checks. There you are. Plus 13. 27. Okay. There does not appear to be any lightning arcing across any set of runes, but you get an emanation that the previously uh, determined life and death magic that seem to be swirling about this box is, to a degree, stronger now on the life side. Oh, that's nice. nice. Okay, I'll walk up and open it. With my life, yay! (laughs) Yes, better than death. The game of life (laughs) is so good. Okay. Um, so you just reach down, you pick it up, and you whip open the case, and... No, I pick it open. <laughs> okay. Uh... Or toe it open. I don't like violently soccer-punted. <laughs> <laughs> Nudge it open with my toe. Thorn is not here. Rational thinking prevails. Very good. Um, <laughs> as you do this, um, opening the, the case, your toe is not engulfed in a sudden sphere of annihilation or anything like that. But on the inside, with various wires sticking into it, is something that looks like a large prune. Ew. Oh. Is it like one of those... <laughs> it's made for old men! ...potatoes or something? <laughs> yeah, th- th- think of like a, a large, brown, rotten potato. I touch my salad. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do maybe a nature check to see what it is? Mm, sure, you can you can give that a shot. Okay. I rolled a 7 on that, plus 7, 14. As far as you're concerned, you haven't hung around many uh, taxidermy shops, but um, you've seen enough kind of rotted viscera and stuff in some of the Red Wizards of Thay's experiments that were lumbering around uh, various areas. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'll, you know, motion for the other two to, to come on over. To, come, come take a look at this. See what you think. I don't think it's harmful. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> uh, let's see. Pausing for a moment. Um, let us go to Xanatari. Okay, seeing that Cesar has survived his kick and nothing has happened near the box, curiosity would overcome me and I would sneak around the barricade we were hiding behind and make my way towards the object. Okay. As you do, you get um, the feeling that it's like sort of like a sudden memory or recollection or maybe it's actually been said, but there, there's a sound like something whispers in your head or your ear. Doom. Oh, not again. Just like upstairs in the inn when the uh, Cosboid. Uh, yes. Always with the doom. Dispatched. I, I do want to mention just out of character for a moment. I'm totally making Cosboid shirts. Go ahead. <laughs> I would love to have one. <laughs> It would be better if it was a Cosboid sweater, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be good. Nice. Okay. Um, Do you wish to use your psionic feed or your group mind link or um, anything as an immediate reaction to this? Hmm... Uh, do I feel like it's an attack? Should I use... I, I guess what I'm saying is, would my Bastion of Mental Clarity have any sort of effect here, or is it just merely a, a communication? Well, how it's presented, um, this is sort of just like, you're going along and it's like, you remember something, or it was said to you, just... There, there's something about it where I'm giving you the opportunity that if you wanted to use something immediate like your Bastion or system, or okay. you just think it's like, okay, oh, I just remembered that something said that. It's just, there, there's some weird timing to this, but it doesn't feel like there's an attack. There's not pain. There's not something suddenly standing next to you. It's just 
for some reason you thought of the word doom. Okay, I would want to t try to track back, I guess, the the sound that I heard in my head and see if there's anything locally that's making that noise. So I would want to use my telepathy, I think, within five squares and see if, if there's anything, like, close to us that that put that in my head. Okay. Um, as far as your telepathy goes, there is some sort of calling coming from the box... But it is more of a kind of a pulse, but mm. not a not not a verbal thing. So I think this the the source of this is the box is that we were saying. No, but as as you were casting out, trying to do what you were asking to do. Uh huh. I'm you feeling sort a of, pulse. You sort of picked up a pulse off the box, but as far as looking for a target of, of what you've heard, there's nothing that you can determine. Okay. Well, then I would continue mm -hmm. towards the box and kind of want to get an idea about the pulse of this. Can I roll an arcana check? Sure. Okay. 27. Okay. As Cesar did not share his earlier findings with you, you notice that there's no arcing blue light or uh, series of annihilation spewing forth from this thing. There is a feeling that there is more life magic than death magic entwined in this device at this point in time. Okay. Uh, I know that there was some sort of prune-looking item inside. Yes. Can I examine the outside of the box that's kind of like the inside of the lid is what I'm saying? The stuff that we couldn't see when we were looking at it before. The interior of the box and, and the underside of the lid. Are, are it you appears getting, to be high in fiber. Are you are you getting <laughs> are you getting down on your hands and knees to look, or are you just trying to angle your head? What's um? Well, I think I'll get down on my hands and knees and and look because Cesar would have blown up <laughs> if there was going to be something bad. I'm, I'm, my assumption is that Cesar would have blown up first. <laughs> Thanks for taking Sac that bullet, Cesar. You know, sacrifice the old man. Yeah. Okay. Um. He's just old. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's lived a full life, slaved with nothing. <laughs> it's fine. The <laughs> interior of the case is some sort of metallic substance, um, sort of like a, if you think of banded armor, it's mm -hmm. metal and sort of kind of a, a, a wood type um, bands on the inside. Okay. Is there any sort of not jewelry but is there any is it just smooth or is there some sort of you know anything? uh pretty pretty much smooth it looks like um there's some um, there, there's no wires coming from the top of it uh it, it seems to be more of a um just just a lid there doesn't seem to be anything that would contain the the object inside with sort of like a, a cocoon or whatever. In an indent, there's nothing for that. Okay. Um, all right, well, what about this pruny thing? <laughs> okay. Well, since you are now down on uh, your hands and knees, you are getting a sense that you seem to be hearing something now. Okay. Does it sound like the voice that said doom? No. No, it's just it, it it's ext it's extremely faint. Um but it sounds kind of like the slow beating of a heart. Okay. So, wow. All right. Well, um maybe I could roll like a perception or an insight Maybe insight. Try to see if, like, the sound means that this thing is alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Twenty-two. Okay. So I pause uh, for math. <laughs> pause for adding. Uh, you seem to get the feeling that looking at this, based on the sounds, you kind of think it it's got some degree of um, energy to it. Okay. Does it have a good beat and you can dance to it? <laughs> no, it, it's, it's even... Dubstep. 
very it, it's extremely slow. <laughs> mm. Okay, I would convey to the others what um I determined. Okay. Mithrin. Yes. Hello. Mithrin. Your yeah, eyes Mithrin. have been cast. You turned around from all this excitement. You watched Thorn go galloping, dragged over the wall. <laughs> Your eyes in wide <laughs> anime cat fashion. <laughs> Echoing. It's, it's, watery. It's like, I, I just I just see like this puss in boots thing, you know, yeah, where just totally just watery, dry. like <laughs> Yeah. As and, and within the watery reflections of your character's eyes, your storyteller, your knight, the just this has been the worst damn night of your life. Your dawn yes. reaches you with the colors of the beautiful sky and your apparently your in room exploding. That is no <laughs> good. Special stick, it's gone. I okay, so everyone else is concerned about this like box over here, right? Um, I am <laughs> going. Not. Did you see the explosion? There is a large explosion. My stuff is in there. <laughs> and I, I turn to him. And I say, "There wasn't an explosion. It opened fine." And it, I don't think this is yours. <laughs> there, no, it, over at the inn, my all of my belongings are everything I own is over there. By the way, um, as a passive perception and insight roll, I will get that I will give to you, Mithrin. Um, you will realize that Thorn was the last person at the inn. Oh no! And so Thorn, Thorn is like off on the spider, though he's not anywhere near us, right? Well, you know, with your mind being addled as it is, you're not quite sure if he was maybe controlling and doing a little side saddle action, or if he was really being dragged out. <laughs> you think he was running from the explosion? <laughs> is that what you're trying to imply? <laughs> He might have that staff, and he <laughs> blew up the inn as cover. <laughs> Must but steel brain, stick. I, 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 brain, I have to, I have to your know. Your brain, Mithrin, though, little rattled still. You're not quite sure what's up, but yeah. you know, you think you saw an explosion. Okay. Well, what I'm what I'm going to do is I I'm going to roll a perception check. Uh, mm-hmm. Heading heading towards uh, looking at the end and seeing if I understand of like is this an explosion is this a detonation is it a uh, magical you know smiting from God I just you know see if I know what it could possibly be okay so that is not a good roll um, <laughs> <laughs> yes that would be an eleven uh well you at least have come to understand as the shockwave hits that um and the boom sound that there's probably a a explosive device that went off okay so all i all i just to make sure i understand this correctly all all i really can see is that there has been an explosion at the end that's where all my stuff is and basically the the wall and apparently the wall and the window uh were um, blown out. Mm. I am going to look at uh, Xanatari and Cesar, and I'm going to say, "Oh, with your little box." Oh, but wait, but wait. There is a moment. Uh-oh. There is a moment within every strong adventurer's mind when they get their theme song. <gasps> Xanatari. Would you present the theme song? Mithrin has song in his heart and prefers to use words instead of fighting. But when push comes to shove, he's not afraid to use hammer hands. Hammer hands. Oh my Just for you. I want to say at this moment to Rabbit, Thank you very much. You you actually uh uh put out like that I owned that album. Like back <laughs> in the day. That was the <coughs> old <coughs> Yeah, I know. That was that was the that was the second rap album I ever owned. <laughs> was Hammer You Can't Touch This. Right next to Young MC, Busta Rhyme. That was oh man, good times. I actually used well, to walk around school with a boombox on my shoulder. So Wow. Well, somebody has been to the inn. They've touched it. It's hammer time. It is hammer time. I'm on my way to get my staff. (laughs) 
I have During a your reduction in force, uh, okay, go ahead. So, Mithrin, what are you going to go do? I am going to run straight towards the end. I'm going to try and retrieve any of my belongings that hopefully are still there. That's basically what's on my mind because everything I have from home and everything I have from anywhere I have been is in that inn other than what's on me and what's on me is just my weaponry. So, Okay. Um, as you were running along, uh, this path will bring you past the uh, Temple of Pelor, who is the deity of the sun. And you hear from within what appears to be uh, the shattered doorway of the temple uh, a very blood-curdling scream of pain and agony. <laughs> oh, it's a parrot! No! That's awful. Okay. Or howler monkeys, or... Steve, is that you? <laughs> Steve, you've returned! <laughs> I, I will definitely investigate this sound because I, I cannot just ignore someone in, in peril. Okay. We will come back to you in a moment. Thorn. Howdy. Indeed. How, as you have uh, gained... It's your hat and uh, waving it above your head. and yeah, no. as, as, as you have gained considerable experience in looking, f- looking at uh, the world from a new perspective... Um, how would you like to go about extricating yourself or are you just kind of cool with what's going on? And Well, I'd like to attempt to get back in the saddle, um, given that the spider is going full <laughs> pill and I'm not really comfortable hanging off the side of it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's make an athletics check first. We'll just make sure that you, uh, you stay on to the thing. Oh, thank God. 19 plus 3 is 22. Okay. Very good. So you, you manage to stay on. You don't feel like anything's being, your leg's being ripped out of a socket or anything along those lines so far. So let's go for an athletics skill check. You need to get three successes before you get three failures. Okay. And we are doing a difficulty of 25. Oh, Jesus. You know that my athletics sucks balls. Is it possible uh, for you to even make that? N- no. Okay. Not, a, not, not even with a 20. Um, I could do an acrobatics, which is like leaping and okay. flying through the air with grace. <laughs> if- leaping? Okay. Uh, leaping. Like Grace, like the last time you jumped down a chain and, <laughs> and okay. fell down a pit. Yeah. Do, you, do you do you have a a chance in the nine hells of of making that if you do that with a, a DC of uh, twenty using that skill? Yes, with acrobatics. Yes. Yes. Do it. Okay. Go ahead. But I must warn you, though, uh, Thorn, that should you fail one of these rolls, the results will be especially spectacular. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Fail, please fail. I want to see what happens. Doom. Okay, rolling the first one. Okay. Um, the first one is a failure of a seventeen. Oh. It is. It is a seventeen with math. With math, yeah. Okay. One failure. Um, the second one is actually a success of a thirty-two. Woo-hoo. Oh, very wow. nice. Good okay. Job. Second one is a pass on a 22. Nice. nice. And the final one is a pass on a <laughs> 31. Oh, geez, nice. Wonderful job. Okay. You are able to, uh, before careening into a large thicket of uh, undergrowth and so forth, haul yourself back up. Uh, using your training back into the saddle as Fluffy appears to be heading uh, away from the town, not in a speed of mortal terror, but um, it's definitely, it seems to be trying to return to the ranch. Okay. Would you like to um, I'd like to strap myself in. Uh, thanks, Gary. Okay. Uh, you can figure out how to do that if you want. Uh, go ahead and make a active perception with a difficulty of twenty. 
Good thing I'm trained in perception, because that was a shit roll. Uh, that would be a 24. All right, you're able to get a general sense of uh, how to at least basically strap yourself in on this uh, particular saddle. Okay, finally, using the knowledge that I gleaned from our last episode with my nature check, I'm going to pull on the reins like I would a horse and try and slow the spider up. Okay. Oh, does the spider make sounds? Yes, the spider does indeed make, you know, the usual... Yes. <laughs> it doesn't, like, squee- I don't know, what no. do spiders make? <laughs> no, Under it, it's the sea. <laughs> Go on. No, it does not sound like Applejack from uh, My Little Ponies, okay? <sighs> as, as uh, you manage to get Fluffy under control and Fluffy's kind of rearing back to try and um, shake you a bit. Uh, you're in sort of a, a, a clearing area. Again, you were heading into a, an, another thicket of underbrush, but um, looking up, you see in the night eye, night sky, a red in where the moon would be. The moon is especially red. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's almost like there is a very evil eye that is looking down upon from the heavens onto Winterfell. Uh, based on your past experience with your tribe and your uh, limited study of Orcus, you would know that the red singular eye is a symbol of that deity. Of Orcus? Yes. Uh, okay. This is bad um <laughs> this is like falling out of a plane without a parachute um you also sure. hear um or remember or it suddenly occurs to you the word doom no this is the worst ever with my cryptic mind i realized that doom is actually mood backwards so <laughs> therefore <laughs> Therefore, there's a ring. You must wear it. That ring does something. It blows up and... It turns green, because he's happy. It's a mood ring. I've cracked it. Oh, because it's actually a mood ring. Eureka! Wait, that doesn't work. He uses his his Hakuna Matata uh, daily encounter power. I I, I use my power of consulting Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Who uh, who has the uncanny ability of pointing out the most obvious things? Okay, so under you, you... the sea, we off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> also, riding spiders were off the hook. Okay, so you you have seen seen this. You have uh, Fluffy under some degree of control. Before we end my turn here, um, do I have any notion of where I am in regards to where the town was, or am I well and truly lost? Um, Fluffy seems to be on a fairly steady path, so you kind of figure that if you at least turn in a, you know, back the way you came, you're probably going to do reasonably well. There seems to be a, a unmarked but functional type path okay. up until this point, so I, I figure you'd be able to get yourself back in probably a good 10, 20 minutes. Okay. Oh, I wanted him to end up at the Drow Stronghold. <laughs> You're on your own. That's right. See you later. Yeah. Have fun. Okay. This is now's the perfect time to, to you. Goodbye. <laughs> now's the perfect time to uh to play the song uh, A Horse with No Name by America. It didn't work last time. It's not gonna work this time. I don't know the word to no. that song either. I have Engada De Vida by uh, whoever they are going in my head right now. Iron Butterfly. butterfly, Thank you. Okay. Sorry. Speaking of iron, speaking of butterflies, because you could probably make an iron butterfly, Cesar. Oh, that was the best transition ever. Good job. (laughs) All right. Because he he too could probably craft himself a Segway. I know. That's awesome. (laughs) I want to ride a Segway. Did I notice Midthorin leaving. I don't know. Did you? I don't know. Did I? 
My well, passive perception is 22. Um, uh, no, this box has you uh, rather intrigued. Great. Um, <laughs> great. I. So you said there are wires leading into this prune rotted potato thing. Yes. Okay. How many and what do they look like and where are they going? Uh, they are going deeper into the base of the box. Um, a couple are coming from the, uh, mm, if you're laying it down, the, the four corners of the box, pretty much the sides okay. have wires coming out. Uh, there are a couple of different colors, mostly brass, a few chemical, sorry, a couple, couple metal types that you're not quite sure on first inspection what they might be but there's some gold there's some silver uh some brass what looks to be kind of a copper um set of wires nothing with the handy color coding of these days but sure i don't know to cut the red one um (laughs) i'm sorry did you say did you say how many there were there's uh about seven okay there, there, there may be more underneath, but you can't really sure. tell right now. Okay, itself. that just but gives me a rough idea. Whoever, whoever did these wires, um, there is some, some damn fine craftsmanship. Okay. Um, Cesar pulls out um, a thick glove and puts it on, and pulls out like a pair of basically needle nose pliers, mm-hmm. and grasps. Uh, the maybe a brass-looking wire and tries to tug it out of the the unidentified vegetable. There is a moment where you have this sudden remembrance, or maybe someone whispers it in your ear, or you just kind of have this sudden recollection of the word doom. Doom. As you tug at the wire, but um, the wire does come free with sort of a mm, so, sort of a moist slurp sound that seems quite in contrast with the um, what the outside texture is of the heart. Also being that close and having uh, used your passive perception earlier uh, to focus in on this box versus Mithrin, who is now in a screaming doorway. Um, you realize that the beating sound that you were hearing as you got close to the box now seems a little bit less. <laughs> Don't kill it. Okay. Don't even know what it is. Um, it's the heart of Mother Nature. We're all gonna die! So... Just do the. <laughs> oh, Gaia's heart. Don't f it up. <laughs> That's right. Who would ever entrust us with this? <laughs> Some um, sadistic DM. Let <laughs> Thorn ride a spider. Um, basically. Do you the... have? Oh, sorry. Continue with what it is, and then I was I'll just wondering. I was just wondering if the end of the wire was just like a bare wire, or if it had some sort of adapter on the end that seemed to be plugging it, into it's, it. It's a it's a bare bare wire, but mm-hmm. the end appears to have sort of uh, it, it's been knobbed. It's got a little bit of a, a twist to it. Okay. Um, to give it uh, more surface for um, it being a wire. Okay. Um, what sort of mechanical skill, as far as uh, a skill role, would you think would encompass what? Uh, mm. For like, well, you, you've got you've got history, don't you? Intimidate. Sure, I do. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go. Just let me slap the training wheels on here for a moment, and then we can continue. Uh, and you can take my suggestion or not. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a history check might throw something. Okay, sure. I am well trained in history. A lot of reading time. Because you're slave. old. Natural 20. 32. Oh my god, nice. I know everything that ever happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know who made the universe? I do. 
I know who destroyed the universe. Oh it was Cesar. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. About five minutes. I There's... didn't do it. <laughs> I opened this box and oh man. There there is um in in the back of your head sort of rattling around. You remember uh hearing both of of two particular t- situations. One time your former uh slave master uh I forget what her name was, but Silora. Silora was um looking into some sort of report that there was a new type of flesh golem or some sort of construct construct being crafted by some sort of college of mages or uh, wizards or, you know, one, one of those kind of things. She is sort of like she was running by, beating something up, Slamming into it, going Abusing into a slamming door. Things. You know, yes. But there was there was something passing there. Um, or you've also heard just being surrounded by dead and the red wizards and all the other nastiness of them. That mm-hmm. there's a creature called a lich, and mm-hmm. sometimes they are known to store pieces of themselves away from their body, so that if they are destroyed, they are able to rise again. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the idea of the lich especially sticks in my head. Um, in my recollection, are these lich creatures um, typically or always uh, good or typically or always evil? Um, well, you have been surrounded by the worst of depravity that you can assume exists on this mortal plane, you've heard of worse places, but um, for your experience, uh, anytime it has been mentioned or there has been the threat of the boogeyman, quote-unquote, they have been most foul. But, hmm. for every plus, there's a negative, so forth and so on. Yeah, Lots yeah, of yeah. good, you know, roll with however you want. All right. Balance. Um, well, I have to say that Cesar has the, with that memory, the instinct to pull out a dagger and stab the thing right there and there. But his uh, his curiosity wins over, and uh, he takes the wire and tries to push it back in to the point at which it was in the heart to see what happens. Okay. There is a momentary sort of stuttering in the pulse, and the pulse rate soon returns. You did feel a tingle of some sort of energy um, seem to shimmer out from the point where the um, wire made contact. Okay. Um... Is Genesee or Xanatari is still right there beside me, or yes? No? Uh, sorry, Xanatari, are you? Yes, I, I am. I want to roll to see if I noticed he- that Mithrin fled, but otherwise, yes, I'm still standing here. But okay. continue. Let him finish his turn and all. Um, he is going to basically share with Xanatari what he has intuited and or supposed hypothesized. I have heard of a few things this could be, but uh, the one that's striking me the most plausible is that it it could be a... Well, have you ever heard of a a lich? Would... I don't think as a level that I am, I probably would have had that experience. My guess is no. Um, So I would say, no, Cesar, I'm not sure what you're talking about. What's a lich? Silence, apparently. It sounds delicious. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever it is, they're um, they're a type of undead. Is <laughs> the dog? Yay! Dog flapping ears. Oh, dogs are the best. All right. Uh, okay. Sit down. Sit down. I am sitting. <laughs> Not you. The other dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Um. Authenticity. Okay. Three, two, one. 
Yes, they, uh, they're a, a type of undead creature. They, uh, separate a, a living part of themselves from their body, I believe, uh, and just keep it somewhere else, as strange as that might sound, uh, to give them something that they can, uh, I guess, live again if they're destroyed. And, uh, I think this could possibly be that for a lich out there somewhere. Okay. Handle that. Yeah. Xanatari. Okay. Um, before I answer, Cesar, I want to know if I noticed Mithrin, like, screaming and running down to the town <laughs> where he lost stick! <laughs> At this point, you don't notice it. It's just background noise. Okay. <laughs> uh, I roll a 16 versus your passive. Oh, wait. That means my character sheet has to be up. Um, versus what? I'm sorry. Your passive insight. Passive. Oh, uh, okay. And what did you roll? A 16. Okay. Um, I have a, a 15, so no. Okay. No, but you, you did notice that there was some sort of movement in your, your general vicinity, but uh, it did not originate from the box, and the box seems really interesting. Okay. Then I would focus on Cesar and say, but this box was inside of the Minotaur. We, we removed it from his body. Does that mean the Minotaur was a lich? Explain this to me, Cesar. I don't understand. Well, I, I don't know much about it myself. I've basically heard bits and pieces. I've never sat down and, and studied the, the, that type of creature firsthand. Uh, so I don't, I don't really know. Uh, it didn't, the Minotaur didn't strike me as undead when we met him. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe he was designated uh, some cruel way as the carrier for the lich's organ? I, I really don't know. I could be completely wrong, too. It might not even be part of a lich. I would say that the Minotaur struck me as an honorable guy, and he he didn't uh, ping any sort of evil vibe in my paladin-esque nature. So I guess I would be cautious of what's in the box and and want to go somewhere to ask questions about that. Maybe ask the priestess of Pelor or someone else who who might know a little more about the process of preserving yourself like that. But in the meantime, um, I would reach down gently and close the box and and say to Cesar, why don't we just take this with us and and go after Thorn? Because the last I saw of him, he was <laughs> he was riding you know, across the hills in the back of the giant spider, like, screaming his head off. So, at some point, we have to get him back, unfortunately. Yeah, I suppose that's true. All right, uh, well, I, I think we're good to go. Uh, uh, how about you, uh, and, uh, Mithrin? 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 Oh, crap. Thorn, um, we'll say that the study and analysis of this thing took long enough that, uh, if you wish to describe a dramatic... Uh, re-entry into town subject to rolls um, please feel free and then we'll get well, to uh, Mithrin out of turn um, okay so a heroic entrance back into town or you could just fail like usual and <laughs> <laughs> I ride the spire, a spider into town cannons blazing while I fire at the other enemy spider I stand on top of the spider and I go, Avast! Hand over your booty! <laughs> in reality... And hello. In, in, in my mind, that is. In re- reality, the, the spider actually just wanders back into town. Um, through that, some sort of subconscious guiding, I guess. Um... Well, I'm too busy daydreaming about the awesome way that I would actually come back into town where there were another cannon spider. Um, as, but, this, as this yeah. translates into what uh, Cesar and uh, Xanatari are seeing is there is a movement in the far beyond the wall. Um, sort of the kind of trees seem to shake a little bit and... Then there's a thud against the town wall, and then what appear to be spider legs starting to come over the town wall. Please continue, Thorn. Okay, so um, I ride the spider over the, the, the wall, 
and this time I don't fall out because I'm secured into the saddle. Um, and I <laughs> I ride him to the top of the roof. Um, then I sort of like I'm looking at both Cesar and Zanatari sort of like through like I guess glazed eyes like I was so wrapped up in this uh this this vision in my head that I sort of shake my head and blink a couple of times I go oh hey guys what's going on nothing uh yeah (laughs) Zanatari rolls her eyes at the typical antics of Thorn and says (laughs) Ryan carry on Cesar's been shaking, just busy shaking his head, and he says, uh, get your stuff together. We need to find Mithrin. He's gone off somewhere. What do you, what do you mean, stuff? I want a spider. <laughs> Crazy old man. <laughs> For some reason, I get a, a picture of uh, Thorn singing uh, uh, I'm on a spider to the tune of I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Yeah. I'm on a spider. Yeah. I'm on a spider. I don't know how that song goes, but All right. we'll, we'll, we'll say that happens. We'll yeah. Okay. Happens. Excellent. But um, I'd I'd like to make the remark. It took you long enough to respond. Are you guys okay? Did you? What was in the box? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Not the beating heart of death. Nothing. <laughs> so no candy. No lollies. No lollies. No lollies. No red frogs. Nope. No gobstoppers. Nope. Maybe. Nothing to see here. Right on. Right. Right on. Okay. Um. I turn the spider around. <laughs> Slap and, it on the butt. <laughs> and I ride it back into the forest. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Come back. We. He doesn't understand it. sarcasm. Come back. <laughs> We will leave the rest of this for uh, the, the the party uh, in the next episode, but I want to go back to Mithrin. Mithrin. Yes. Blood-curdling scream. Temple of Palor. That's not good. You, you need to check out what is going on. Okay. Uh, dramatic moments. What, you know, do you sneak in? Do you... I am not a sneaky type. Uh, I'm actually going to run up to the doors. Are they open or closed? They are blasted inward, like something. I am going to run straight in. Okay. As you enter the start of the first rays of light, um, haven't quite reached through the iris and sort of open... um, glass top ceiling of the temple but there is enough lingering twilight and so forth to pick out a figure kneeling and facing the doorway this figure has what appears to be two ravens perched on it on either shoulder and there is what appears to be a puddle growing in size in front of the uh, figure. Did you pee Mm. again, Mithrin? No. (laughs) I'm in control of my bladder and it's quite (laughs) empty. Um, I I would like to make a perception check at that point. Okay. Go ahead and make your perception check. 17. For a fleeting instance, standing just to the back and left of this figure that is kneeling, there appears to be a tall woman with uh, sort of the hair of a raven and the cloak of a raven, who gently puts her hand onto the head onto you know hand onto the head of this figure that is kneeling. In a blink of just somewhat seeing this shade, there is neither person nor ravens remaining. Hmm. Um, upon the seeing the, 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 oh, the, figure, the figure that is kneeling is still there. 
Upon seeing that vision, I, I would like to make actually a history check to see if there's anything in, in my personal things that I have heard that might relate to the ravens. Okay. And unfortunately, I only roll an eight. Uh, there is something. But all I know is that it's, that's not normal. That's something weird. Yes, you, you, you feel that you have been witness to something that you should not have with mortal eyes seen. Okay. Um, I would like to run up to the figure that's kneeling and see who it is. And with that, we shall take uh, this episode out in Atari. Okay, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at supernumber1.libsyn.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure. To tune for next week as we continue our travels. one act competition that we were in uh, saying that you did an excellent job of portraying different emotions through bah <laughs> and I'm like yes my life is complete now I can die <laughs> the, the shape is right bah bah yeah bah yeah, <laughs> oh lord alright the, fam- the famous scene from Star Trek with Khan bah <laughs> I was actually going to do there are bah lights with that currency conversion rate, though, you know, you must have had a lot of fun going out and playing with uh, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> no, we didn't even know it existed. That was the problem. You yeah. know. Man. Yeah. I'm confused. Why was one of your presidents a vampire hunter? Because he's have, awesome like that. It's have just... you seen Abraham Lincoln? Do you know what he looks like? I'm assuming a man. He's no, really skinny. He, 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 he's known. He's known as Honest Abe because he's honestly going to whoop some, you know what, all over you. You know why he's known as uh, our greatest president? Not only because he was the president during the Civil War, because he kicked the most ass. Not really. And then got assassinated <laughs> while he's at the theater. <laughs> he liked the art. Shut up. Well, yeah, yeah. I was say, come on. You know, if you want to see our American cousins, that's a really in, in, intriguing play. So, come on. He got shot because he wanted to outdo Houdini before Houdini was Houdini. Oh, and he later came later came back as Houdini, oh. only to suffer a kidney punch. Oh. <laughs> so he was a president before he took a punch of the kidney. <laughs>